Hello, all of you wayward spirits. My name is Liz Ashley, and I am so obsessed with Supernatural. I decided to do some research Winchester style on anything and everything mentioned in the show. And though the show has sadly ended, this podcast is going to keep the family together. So, what do you say? Do you want to join me on the hunt? This content has a lot of reference to death and disturbing situations, so listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Wayward Spirit Pod, where we are researching the Knights of Hell. I'm really excited about this topic, mainly because the two episodes we're talking about are super fun. I had so much fun rewatching them. So... I did this poll on Instagram the other day about what you guys thought this week's episode was going to be, and everyone thought it was going to be the Mark of Cain. It is not. It is the Knights of Hell. We will talk about the Mark of Cain next season, but right now we're talking about the Knights of Hell. Specifically, we are going to talk about the episodes As Time Goes By in Season 8, Episode 12, which is written by Adam Glass and directed by Serge Laudiser? I don't know. I'm sorry. And Firstborn, (laughs) which is in Season 9, Episode 11, written by Robbie Thompson and directed by John Badham. Also, I have been getting some feedback on the podcast, and the episodes are getting a little long, so I'm going to try to shorten this one just a little bit. We'll see how it goes. All right. (laughs) All right. So the first episode we're talking about is As Time Goes By, and it is in Season 8, Episode 12. And this is the first time we see Abaddon, which is really exciting. I love Abaddon. All right, so this episode starts out with this little kid in his bedroom, and there's like a creepy man standing in front of him, but it actually ends up being his dad. But before the dad leaves after saying goodnight, the kid asks him what he has in his hand. And he's like really kind of ominous about it. He's like, He's like, oh, you'll know all about it soon. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, it's a little ominous. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so after he says goodnight to his kid, the dad goes to the secret place to meet this girl named Josie. Now, Josie is Abaddon's meat suit. So this was like, you know, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, <laughs> So this was before, so Josie's before she was Abaddon, if that makes sense. She, yeah, because she was like really nice and cool and calm and collected, which is not Abaddon. (laughs) But all of a sudden, there's like all this screaming and it turns out that Abaddon possessed Josie. So, you know, yeah. And then we see the famous scream scene where Abaddon is like screaming and she's like choking that guy. (laughs) Then the dad in the beginning like shuts himself in this room and starts drawing a sigil and chanting, assumingly to get away from Abaddon. And all of a sudden he like jumps and like falls into this room with Sam and Dean and it is so funny dean's face is oh oh my gosh it's hilarious he's so funny (laughs) but i mean but if some random dude just like fell out of my closet into my room i think i i think i would have the same face as dean i think i'd be like 
what? Like, what just, did that really just happen? <laughs> but, so, this guy falls out of their closet and then proceeds to ask for their dad, which makes it even funnier because their faces are like, what is happening? Like, like what is happening right now? <laughs> And they're just like so visibly shocked. They don't even get their guns out or anything. They're just so shocked at this whole thing. Like, the, like normally, you know, if like a monster or a demon or something, or if they were with someone, usually they're pretty quick to pull out their weapons, but they just kind of sat there like, just like amazed, like, like what is happening? <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> so he's like freaking out because I'm guessing the sigil spell he did was not supposed to take him like this far in the future or you know he, like he was supposed to see John not like not John but that would have been act actually side note that would have been a really funny episode if like if if the Menelatus guy came <laughs> when John was still alive like I think that would have been a pretty funny episode like the dynamic would have been hilarious <laughs> so you know the guy starts to leave and Sam and Dean are like trying to stop him but he gets out and he goes out into the parking lot of the motel and he realizes that he's in 2013 and he says the Mayans were wrong <laughs> I think that's so funny because I I was very scared in 2012. I was really scared, not gonna lie. I, I fell for it. I was like, oh my God, what if the world ends? <laughs> it didn't. But then, so then he proceeds to break baby's window and tries to steal it, which I just think is so funny. I'm like, this guy is just so bold and he's just so, like, he doesn't even care. He's like, I don't care. I'm gonna steal this car and <laughs> Of course, Dean is, like, pissed, and now he has a gun up to this guy's head. Like, now there are guns involved because he literally broke baby's window. Like, that's not cool. But this is when Dean lets it slip that John is actually their father when all of a sudden the door starts to shake again and Abaddon comes out. She doesn't fall out. Like, I think his name's Henry. She doesn't fall out like Henry does. Like, she's a lot more graceful. But, <laughs> but she just walks out and says that the guy's name is Henry. Yep, Henry. She's like, Henry, Hen Henry, Henry, you forgot to lock the door. <laughs> and in my outline, I put insert facepalm emoji here. Yes, insert facepalm emoji. Like, dude, lock the door. I don't, what? You... <laughs> And Dean tries to kill her, but of course it doesn't work. So they just run and it's quite funny actually. <laughs> but this is when we see Abaddon blowing black smoke into this guy nearby. And she, she like blows it into his mouth and then she asks him what he saw because he saw them running away. And then she can like see his memories. I, that is like a little fun fact. Like I forgot Abaddon could do that. When she did that, I was like, huh. That's really cool. <laughs> so in 
So Sam and Dean are now like really irritated because this random guy crashes into their room, forgets to lock the door, then this unkillable demon comes to attack them. And they're like, dude, what is happening right now? Like you totally just like demolished our day. <laughs> so Henry tells them that it was a that it was a demon, and Sam's like, yeah, no kidding. And it says that she is Abaddon and she is from hell. And he says that he's from normal Illinois in 1958. So, side note, I have such a history with the town normal Illinois, which is really funny because it's a very small town in Illinois, but I live in Missouri and Illinois is very close. And when I was a kid, we would always drive to Florida, like road trips, because that's where most of my family lives is in Florida. And <laughs> we'd always go past this town called Norma, Illinois. And I always used to make fun of it because I'm like, that's just such a weird name for a town. I would, it just never made sense to me. But it always made me, it always made me giggle every time we drove by it. And then, <laughs> like, I don't know, like a few years, not a few years later, but like after high, after high school, um, I met a lot of my friends and... I, I met them at this school I was going to and <laughs> they were from normal Illinois and I was like this is so funny funny really funny really really funny <laughs> so I just normal Illinois just has like a special place in my heart and I just think it's cool that they used it for supernatural it's just amazing I loved it but anyway <laughs> Dean's next line is great. Seriously, dude's time traveling through motel room closets. That's what we've come to. <laughs> I just couldn't stop laughing at that. Because I feel like it's another one of those instances where like there's not like there's not like what is it like the fourth wall or the fifth wall or whatever. I don't know. Like there's no like it's like they're saying it to the audience like like yeah this is what we've come to now like out of everything <laughs> that has happened in this show like this is what we've come to <laughs> I just think it's really funny but then they tell Henry that John is dead and that's when Henry reveals that he's John's father which makes him their grandfather crazy the one that supposedly left him as a kid, left John as a kid. And as I talked to Henry about how he was able to time travel, like, how are you able to do it? He's, Henry's confused because he's like, you should already know these things. Like, what level are you? And of course, Sam and Dean are like, level? Like, what are you talking about? He says, he's like in the meta of letters and Dean says, <laughs> Dean's like, I'm a little rusty on my boy bands. <laughs> Just really funny. But this is the first time that they introduced the Men of Letters. Oh, so exciting. I love the Men of Letters. And then he's like, your father should have taught you. And they're like, nope, he taught us to be hunters. And Henry's like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, wait, wait no, no. He's like, you are legacies. And they're like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> So he takes them to the storefront from the beginning of the of the episode 
and we see the symbol, the men of letter symbol. So I actually have one. I made a little like embroidery one and it's on my wall. And if you were on Patreon, at Patreon, Wayward Spirit, <laughs> you can see the visual episode where you can see my little embroidered men of letters sign that I love very much. All right. <laughs> I'm very proud of it. <laughs> But this symbol is actually a real symbol in real life. It is a symbol used from Aleister Crowley's version of Wicca. And we're definitely going to talk about that later. But in Supernatural, they call it the Aquarian Star, where it represents great magic and power. So they ask Henry why Abaddon is following them. And he's like, it's because of the thing he had in his hand in the beginning, you know, that John asked that John asked about, he was like being cryptic about. And then, you know, Dean's like, well, what is it? Like, what does it do? And Henry's like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so Dean in his normal fashion says, let me get this straight. You traveled through time to protect something you don't know what from a demon you know nothing about. <laughs> like Dean is like, this is too like sus. <laughs> Dean's like, this is so suspect. Like, I can't. <laughs> it's so funny. And Henry wants to use their phone, but like, <laughs> this is, okay, this is so funny. It's so off track, but it's so funny. So Henry like takes Sam's phone, right? And he talks into it like a walkie-talkie and just starts saying like, you know, da-da-da-da, da-da-da. And... <laughs> It's like he's like talking to Siri or something. And Dean is like, who are you not calling? <laughs> this episode is so much funnier than I remembered. Like I, it was wonderful, wonderful episode. So they asked for the store worker's computer. And because, you know, they need to find someone to help them with Abaddon because he obviously doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> Henry has no clue what's going on. And... <laughs> And, but when they ask for the computer, Henry's like, oh, a computer couldn't fit in here. And the store clerk just kind of like looks at him. And, you know, of course she has a laptop. But, you know, computers back in the 50s were huge. They took up like whole storage unit warehouses. I don't know. They were big. <laughs> and after they left the store, guess who comes walking in looking for them? Abaddon. And this is when she does her memory thing to the girl at the store and then ends up killing her and taking her shirt. <laughs> and it says, the devil made me do it. <laughs> Technically, she's right. All right. <laughs> so they're getting all sorts of dead ends. So Sam decides to look through their dad's journal and it turns out that one of the demons that their dad dealt with said he made his bones working for Abaddon. I have no clue what that even means, <laughs> but it also, it also said that she is a knight of hell. And Dean is like, what does that even mean? <laughs> and that's when Henry introducts and says that the knights of hell were handpicked by Lucifer and were the first to fall, creating the firstborn demons. So they are extremely powerful and the archangels were half said to kill them, but they lied go figure. <laughs> but this is when Henry sees their dad's journal and realizes that it was his. It was his. 
but he never used it because he sent for it before his initiation. And well, we know how that turned out. <laughs> turned out with Abaddon following him and him being in the future. So this is like really freaky and has nothing to do with the Knights of Hell. But they're re the, like the reason his dad left them because he was helping his grandkids 55 years in the future, which is like so bizarre yet kind of heartwarming. <laughs> it's a very interesting dynamic. <laughs> oh, okay. And if you haven't seen if you haven't seen um, the finale, you can like just skip. 10 seconds ahead skip 10 seconds ahead and because I'm gonna I'm gonna say something real quick and I feel like it needs to be said you know who should have been in their heaven it should have been Henry Henry saved their lives he saved a lot of people and you know what Henry should have been in their freaking heaven but no John was in it okay well what about Henry Okay, I'm just putting it out there. All right. <laughs> so Sam goes to an old friend of Henry's to figure things out. And he says that the box is a key to every object, scroll, and spell. It's the supernatural mother load. <laughs> and he tells Sam to take the key to the safest place in the world in these coordinates. And dare I say that it is the bunker? I don't remember if it is, but I think it might be. <laughs> but as Sam is asking about the coordinates, the old lady with the old friend of Henry's, like I guess she was his wife, turns out to be Abaddon. <laughs> And she kills the old man and takes Sam hostage, which is horrible. But she calls Dean and wants to trade Henry for the box. For like, She's like, look, I'll give you Sam if you give me Henry in the box. And Dean is like, okay, we got to go. Like, we're leaving. Sammy is the one thing. Like, Sammy's on the line. We're done. We're leaving. Like, just, we're, bye. We're going to get Sam. <laughs> Dean is so cute. He's like, no one, no one can hurt Sammy. He's like, <laughs> he doesn't care. He's like, look, sorry, bro, but Sam, he's first. <laughs> so they go to see Abaddon and Henry is like not super willing. <laughs> he doesn't really, he's kind of mad because he wanted to go back in time and like be there for John and like not even go to the initiation. But Dean's like, uh, no, Sam could die. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> so after they trade Henry for Sam, she ends up locking them in. So of course she was playing tricks on them. But it turns out that Dean and Henry actually had a plan the whole time where Henry would say a spell and shoot her to slow her down. And when he shot her, the bullet was a devil's he like engraved a devil's trap into the bullet. Genius. Genius. And of course, they were never going to give her the box. Like, of course, giving her the box was never part of the plan. And she does the famous scream because she's very upset. And she's like, where is it? <laughs> it's great. But because she is stuck because of the devil trap bullet, 
Dean slices her head off. And of course, she's not dead, but he says he's going to cut her up and bury her, which is yuck. Like, normally I can handle when they say things, but the way Dean described it this time, I was like, wow, that's that's kind of gross. It's, it's a little gross. <laughs> But Henry is dying and it's so sad and he's like, I'm sorry for judging you as hunters because you are still Winchesters and as long as the Winchesters are alive, there's always hope. <laughs> I don't, I just, that, oh, that line is so, oh, so sweet. All right. So one gem that I want to talk about that wasn't in there, whatever. He was like, at one point, Dean is arguing with Henry and he's like, you know what? I'm sorry. We turned out to be mouth breathing hunters, but we stopped the apocalypse. <laughs> and I don't know why, but every time Dean is like standing up for himself or standing up for Sam or whatever, he's like, we stopped the apocalypse. <laughs> like, I feel like that's always his thing. All right. Now we are going to talk about Firstborn, which is in season nine and is episode 11. And this is the first time we meet Kane. So this episode starts out in Jasper Springs, Mississippi in 1863, where these soldiers are protecting a knife. And then Kane comes in and just kills all of them. <laughs> So this is when Dean was out looking for Gadriel on his own. So he was like, so there were like two separate storylines. It was Dean and Crowley and then Sam and Cass. And we're just going to do Dean and Crowley today because we're doing the Knights of Hell. <laughs> but I love Crowley and I feel like we haven't talked about him much on this podcast yet. So I'm super excited that we are talking about an episode with him in it because I love Crowley. <laughs> so Dean's like sitting at the bar and Crowley comes in and starts talking to him about the first blade and that that's what they need to kill Abaddon. He's like, you can't find Gadriel. Like we need to kill Abaddon and we need the first blade to do it. So Crowley says that he's been searching for it for decades, but he can't find it but that John Winchester killed the last demon that knew something about it. And so Dean's like, you want to go on a hunt with me? And Crowley's like, I've always loved a good buddy comedy. <laughs> I love their dynamic. They are so funny. But they find coordinates to his dad's storage unit near the passage and decide to check that out first. And when they leave, we see that there was a demon at the bar listening to their conversation. And while they're in the storage unit, but Dean finds some files about the case. And it says that their dad was working with another hunter named Tara. But that was all it said. <laughs> and Crowley was like, what? They didn't teach note taking at Hunter's Hogwarts? <laughs> it's so funny. So they go to see Tara and she is a feisty. And... <laughs> So her knee, her knee like hurts anytime a demon comes around. So she takes out her shotgun when Crowley's there and there ends up being a double trap under the rug. It's great. It's great. And Dean's like, look, I'm a Winchester. Like you worked with, you know, you worked with my dad. Like, come on, like, just help me. And 
<laughs> and Crowley's like, Crowley's like, yeah, we're we're besties. And Dean's like, associates. <laughs> and she thinks Dean is possessed for working with Crowley. She like, she like puts holy water on him. And he's like, yeah, if you're possessed. And he's like, not possessed, just working with the king of hell. That's all. <laughs> And then she says that he's as handsome as John. She says Dean's as handsome as John. I'm sorry. I personally feel like Dean is much, much more handsome. But that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. I I was just kind of like, okay. But <laughs> they ask her about the first blade. And she says that she looked all over the world for it. And all she could find was a location spell for the blade, but she never found all the ingredients needed. But it turns out that Crowley has all the resources they need. And so he's like, if you let me leave, I will go get it. We can do the locator spell. And, and she's like, she like looks at Dean and is like, if your daddy could see you now working with the king of hell. And you know what? You know what I say? I say whatever. Dean, again, just my opinion. But Dean is a 10 times better hunter than John and Crowley's awesome. So you know what? I don't care. There you go. All right. <laughs> but they do a locator spell and it is in Missouri, which is my home state. <laughs> but next thing you know, they're at Kane's house and Crowley starts like freaking out when he realizes who lives there. And we see Kane in a bee suit, which is really funny. I don't know why I found it so funny. Because he's this, like, murderer guy, right? It's, he's, like, this big bad. And he's wearing a freaking bee suit. It's just really funny. And Crowley's like, look, we have to leave. Like, he is the original murderer. He is crazy. And Dean's like, wait a second. Kane from, like, Cain and Abel? <laughs> and Crowley explains to Dean that after Cain killed Abel, he became a demon the deadliest demon and killed thousands so they don't get to leave because Cain stops them and he's like so what are the king of hell and a winchester doing in my house and then Cain mutes Crowley which is really really funny but Dean tells him that they need the blade to kill Abaddon and he knows that he's retired and that he doesn't have to do anything and he doesn't have to get in trouble with the demon AARP. <laughs> you know, he just wants to blade. And Kane's like, yeah, y'all need to leave. <laughs> he's like, company once a century is enough. <laughs> Which I was like, oh my gosh, you're like my spirit animal. <laughs> like, I get, I get it. I get it. <laughs> it oh man, so funny. But Cain then explains to Dean that he trained the Knights of Hell and built that demonic order with his hands. So, side note, I always thought that Cain was a Knight of Hell, but this makes it seem like he's not? I don't know. Anyway, tad confusing. But <laughs> he proceeds to tell them that the Archangels didn't kill the Knights. He did. So it's really funny because he's like, I'm not going to give you the knife. Why would you think I'm going to give you the knife? Like, I trained them. But then he's like, oh, yeah, but I killed them. <laughs> like, what? So he, he just, like, flipped, which is really weird. And he's like, 
<laughs> so it, it, yeah, it doesn't matter. So he ultimately kicks them out anyway and says that he has to go to town. And Crowley's like, great, let's get out of here. I am done. And Dean's like, nope, we're just going to break in when he leaves. <laughs> so of course, the freaking nosy demon comes to the house like right when Dean and Crowley are breaking in and calls his friends to come I guess get Crowley and Dean <laughs> but Kane comes back before Dean and Crowley leave and finds them still in the house and then locks them in right as the crazy demons are starting to swarm the house that's a good thing at least they're locked in and the demons can't get in <laughs> so Dean starts getting ready for a fight you know he's like he's like getting ready he's like I'm gonna kill these demons and Cain refuses to help him he's like uh this is my house and I didn't want visitors and now all these demons are here <laughs> and honestly I don't blame him they like totally just like Henry in the last episode demolished their day Cain not Kane. Crowley and Dean demolished Kane's day. Like, he was fine at home, and then you guys just came crashing in asking for the knife, and then he had all these demons following you. Like, he didn't ask for this. So, so Kane, Kane, Kane's a little mad. So he, he lets these demons in. He's like, okay, whatever, you can go fight them. And he just... <laughs> He lets these demons in and just sits there and starts messing with the corn he bought and just sits sits at the table and lets Dean do all the work. It's really quite funny. <laughs> and Crowley is really no help either. He kills like one demon and then that's it. And it's, I mean, Dean does everything. But after Dean kills them all, Cain proceeds to tell him that he doesn't even have the blade anymore. And... <laughs> They're both like WTF, like what is happening? And he's like, look, I'm the source of the blade's power, which is the mark of Cain. So without the blade, it's just a jawbone of an animal that Cain used to kill Abel with. So Cain used a jawbone of an animal to kill Abel and the mark of Cain is what gives him power to to be a to be like a like a knife or whatever and or blade blade <laughs> but we're not gonna go too deep into this because i do want to do an episode solely on the mark of cain but basically dean just needs the mark to be able to use the blade so cain says that abel was talking to lucifer not god so it's you know it's a common most people think that Abel was talking to God, but Cain said he was actually talking to Lucifer and that Cain offered to make a deal with Lucifer for Cain's soul in hell so Abel's soul could go to heaven. So basically, you know, he'd, made a, he'd make a deal if Abel stopped like talking to Lucifer, working with Lucifer or whatever, Cain would go to hell and Abel would go to heaven. But Lucifer wanted Cain to be the one to send Abel to heaven, so he had him kill his brother. Ugh. But the, okay, but the part about it is, is Cain had to kill his brother to save his brother. So he really is not that bad of a guy, really. 
<laughs> and then he says that he became a soldier, but a knight. He said, well, he's like, and then I became a soldier. Knight, actually. Ha ha! He is a knight. I knew he was a knight of hell. I was doing all this research and I was getting nervous because I was like, I don't know if he is because it doesn't really like outright say it, but he is. He's a knight of hell. All right. Yes. <laughs> but he says that he's done horrible things over the years and that the knights of hell were bringers of chaos and darkness. And then he met his wife, Colette, and wanted to retire. But when the knights found him, they wanted to get retribution. So they kidnapped Colette. So Cain took the blade and killed all of them, which is why he, that's why he killed all of them. <laughs> all but Abaddon, because she ended up possessing Colette. Because I think Abaddon and Cain had a thing. <laughs> so when he was with Colette, I think she was a little jealous. And she was like, if, you know, if I can't have you, then she can't. And then decides to kill Colette. <laughs> and as, you know, so Abaddon leaves Colette's body. And as, like, you know, she's dying, she tells Cain that, like, she doesn't want him to do this anymore. And she wants him to retire. So that's why he retired and let Abaddon do her thing. So ultimately, Cain gives Dean the mark of Cain and they go looking for the blade. Also, they show like Dean, Dean confronts Crowley and is like, you knew about all of this. Like you played me. Crowley played him. Ugh, I love Crowley, but that's just so dirty. Like he knew the whole entire time that he could have died and he knows what the Mark of Cain is going to do to Dean. And he still is like playing him just to kill Abaddon so he can still be the king of hell. Ugh, rude, rude. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you know, Dean's like mad and he's like, the next time I see you, I'm going to kill you. But the funny thing is the next time he sees them, they're actually best friends. So, pfft you know <laughs> so there are actually like a lot of gems in this episode went on the sam and cast side of it so i just wanted to point out a few that i thought were really funny so one of my favorite parts of this episode is when cast is eating a pb and j and this is when he's back he's like an angel now again and he's like he's like it just tastes like molecules <laughs> And he's like, I miss you, PB&J. <laughs> and this is also the episode when he tells Sam, he's like, he's like, I once deceived and portrayed you and your brother. <laughs> and you never suspected. <laughs> I love that line. I just think it's so funny. And I just, I think, oh, oh, this is also the episode when he's like, you have a guinea pig? Where? <laughs> I just said this is what I was gonna say. I just I think Sam and Cass's friendship is so underrated. They're so cute. They're just so cute. They're just the cutest little buddies. It's great. It's great. <laughs> All right. So the lore that we see in Supernatural. So the Knights of Hell were a unique breed of demon that were trained by Cain, the original knight, because he is a knight of hell. And the knights are thought to be among the oldest and most powerful of the demons. And Cain mentions that the knights of hell were also handpicked by Lucifer and were the first to fall, which were why they were the firstborn, like, created demons. So they are extremely powerful. And Crowley also mentions that Cain was the original murderer. 
and he was from Cain and Abel. Yeah, Cain and Abel. <laughs> and we also learn that Cain trained the Knights of Hell and built the demonic order with his hands and that he is the one who also killed them <laughs> and why they don't exist anymore except for Abaddon. And we also learn that Abel was actually talking to Lucifer, not God, and that Cain offered to make a deal with Lucifer for Abel's soul in heaven and his soul in hell and to become a knight. Hmm. Yes. We also learn that Abaddon can see people's memories by like blowing the black smoke into their mouths. She can see people's memories and see what they're doing, which I think is so cool. We also learned that they're basically unkillable, like you can't kill them. And that's why they need the first blade because that's the only thing that can kill them. Which I think is kind of crazy that their like trainer and their demonic like, you know, overlord, I guess is the only one that can kill him. Kind of poetic justice if you ask me. <laughs> All right, now let's talk about the Lord behind the Knights of Hell. So, surprise, there's no such thing as a night of hell. <laughs> so, it's really funny. I started doing research for this episode and I was like, oh, it's not a thing. It's not a thing in the Bible. It's not a thing at all. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Okay, great. <laughs> but Cain and Abaddon are, it, they are things they are in the bible and so we're going to talk about their lore for today but yeah so that's a checkbox for the different category later on that is a big difference they are not there's no such thing as a night of hell all right <laughs> so first we're going to talk about abaddon and the definition of abaddon is actually a place of destruction or an underworld abode of lost souls, semicolon, hell. <laughs> and in Hebrew, it means doom. So I think that's pretty crazy. I think that's really crazy that like Abaddon, that's her name. I'm like, huh, that makes sense. But Apollon, which is the Greek word for Abaddon, actually appears in the Bible as a place of destruction and an archangel of the abyss. Hmm, I don't know what that really means. But in the Hebrew Bible, Abaddon is used with the reference to a bottomless pit. Hmm, and it means the realm of the dead. Huh, so that's kind of funny. Like in, in the Bible and in the Hebrew Bible, Abaddon is more of a place and not a person. Huh, that's interesting. But in the New Testament, in the book of Revelation, there's actually an angel called Abaddon and is described as the king of army of locusts. So that would make sense because if she was one of the first to fall, then she was an angel. Then Abaddon was an angel at first, just like Lucifer, and then fell. Huh, interesting. So actually, the Christian scriptures contain the first known depiction of Abaddon as an individual entity instead of a place. So, that, that's interesting. So, though Abaddon means like a place in, in parts of different Bibles, it is a place. Christian scriptures actually depict Abaddon as an entity instead of a place in the beginning. That's interesting. That's really cool. 
But in the Methodist publication, the interpreter's Bible says, Abaddon, however, is an angel not of Satan but of God, performing his work of destruction at God's bidding. Also in the New Testament, it says that although Satan has gone by many names, Abaddon is not one of them, and that Abaddon appears to be a demon who works under him, who rules an abyss full of locusts that will arrive on stage during the final days. The locusts will bite, sting, or cause pain. So basically, she, she, I'm going to call her a she, because I, I want to call her a she. She is going to bring the locusts for the apocalypse. But some people think that she's a demon who works under Lucifer, which is what Supernatural depicts. Huh, interesting. Very interesting. All right, now we are going to talk about Cain. Now, Cain is pretty well known, so he doesn't have many different, like, origin stories like Abaddon. But let's talk about Cain. So, in the Bible, the firstborn son of Adam and Eve who murdered his brother Abel, was Cain. So Cain, who was a farmer, ha-ha, <laughs> he was a farmer in Supernatural. Be, he, was, he became mad when the Lord accepted the offering of his brother instead of his own, Cain. So he murdered Abel and was banished by the Lord from their country. Cain feared that his exile, he could, he could be killed by anyone. So the Lord gave him a sign for his protection and a promise that if he were killed, he would avenge sevenfold. Which, haha, Mark of Cain, all right. So Cain actually had a tribe and apparently the tribe had a special tattoo mark and this tribe always severely avenged any murdered member. Mark of Cain. <laughs> so some biblical critics believe that the tribe of Cain was the Kenites, Kenites, K-E-N-I-T-E-S. But according to other early Christian writers, there was actually a section of that called the Cainites that existed in the second century CE. That's a long time ago. Okay, so Muslim scholars were actually divided on the motives behind Cain's murder of Abel. And the first thought is that he was jealous of Abel because they were giving offerings to God so they could marry uh, this girl. And so they wanted to marry the same girl. So they were giving like a sacrifice or an offering so that they could marry her. But Cain did not get chosen. And so they thought that he was jealous and then that's why he killed Abel. But in a different tradition, it was actually said that the devil appeared to Cain and instructed him how to exact revenge on Abel for basically stealing his girl. <laughs> and Lucifer told him to hit Abel in the head with a stone and kill him. All right, so that was Cain and Abaddon. And now we are going to talk about the similarities and the differences between supernatural and real life lore. So there are actually a good amount of differences. <laughs> like I said, there are no knights of hell at all in the Bible whatsoever, not a real thing, which is so crazy to me, I didn't know that. But yeah, not a real thing. <laughs> So, in like basically almost everything about Abaddon, 
<laughs> I feel like Abaddon was like so many different things and I don't even know like I don't even know so many different things so the only thing that could be true is the the theory where she works under Satan so that would be a theory because that's what really happened in Supernatural kind of so that that's a similarity kind of but another difference is why Cain killed Abel. So in Supernatural, they kind of make it more of like a brotherly heroic thing. You know, like Cain is saving his brother's soul from like damnation. But, you know, in the Bible, it is really just like he didn't get picked. And I don't, yeah, and maybe like the devil came to him, but it's not... But it wasn't like he wasn't saving his brother. Like he was just like killing his brother. But in Supernatural, he basically like saves his soul. So some of the similarities is that Cain was a farmer. And he was also a beekeeper in this episode. But <laughs> I just thought that was funny. And also the Cain and Abel story, of course. The Cain and Abel story and that Cain was the first murderer for killing his brother Abel. And yeah, like I said, the theory that Abaddon worked under Satan. And... That's about it. Well, Cain couldn't, Cain couldn't get killed because of the mark. And if he did, he would avenge sevenfold. But we're going to talk about the mark in a different episode. But it is a similarity. They got the mark pretty spot on <laughs> in Supernatural. But yeah, so there were a lot of differences in this one. Like I said, I had no idea Knights of Hell weren't a real thing. Blew my mind. <laughs> All right, thank you so much to all my fellow Wayward Spirits for joining me on this journey today. And if you want to go on more hunts with me, make sure to subscribe to Wayward Spirit Pod or wherever you listen to podcasts. And next week, join me while we hunt topas. Yes, topas. <laughs> and if you're already wanting more Wayward Spirit, there's some extra content on Patreon. I record all of these podcasts and so there's a visual component to all of them on patreon at wayward spirit as well as some bloopers and behind the scenes so yeah check us out i would love to put together some listener stories and responses to the episodes as extra content for patreon so if you want to tell me what you think about the knights of hell or have a supernatural story of your own send me an audio file a video file a text file whatever you're comfortable with to waywardspiritpod at gmail.com so I can get those on the podcast. And if you want even more Wayward Spirit Pod, check us out on Instagram, Reddit, and Tumblr at Wayward Spirit Pod, at Patreon at Wayward Spirit, and our new YouTube channel at Wayward Spirit TV. <laughs> Stay spooky, and I will see all of you Wayward Spirits next week. <laughs>